This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This is the John Oakley Show podcast. But emotional privacy has also become a concern. Along with this technology, of course, there are different uh, elements to it. For better, for worse, uh, whether this is a good development. Let's find out from our uh, go-to person when it comes to matters dealing with privacy, Anne Kavukian, three-term privacy commissioner in the province of Ontario, as well as distinguished expert in residence at the Privacy by Design Centre of Excellence at Ryerson University. And it's always a pleasure to have you here on The Oakley Show. Good afternoon. And, John, it's always my pleasure, too. <laughs> so uh, are you following this uh, whole development along the lines of this new technology that can read emotions? Yes, but I think we need to remain skeptical at this time as to its accuracy. You know, a lot of these claims are made, and they say it's, you know, 89 to 90% accurate, and then you dig deep into it, like facial recognition, for example, and there are so many false positives, meaning they falsely identify someone or they falsely attribute a particular perception to a certain emotion, and they're wrong. And this is the problem we always have to face, is then... People assume it's always correct, and people are really affected by this. So uh, we might be in a rush to uh, put our confidence in technology. For example, if somebody is holding uh, interviews for a job placement, and they have the AI invoked here, and they want to know what that individual really feels about certain aspects, or when you you ask questions and whether their answers are being truthful or not, uh, you're saying we're getting ahead of ourselves. really early days and these companies that do this they don't tell you what the error rate is so this whole trend to you know hypocrites for example exposing um, hypocrisy across societies and various individuals well you know there's a lot that goes into determining if someone is being truthful or hypocritical or they're joking about it I mean emotions are very very complex and so just saying yeah we can identify the emotion which emotion? I'm probably exhibiting three or four emotions at one time. And so that's, I just, I don't want to rush to judgment that this is really getting the true story out. Um, I think we need to remain skeptical. But it's a frightening prospect if they really yeah. do uh, get this to a sophisticated level where it's almost foolproof. I mean, it, although it might work for speed dating or something like that. <laughs> God, <laughs> dating is bad enough, let alone getting disinvolved. Well, I know, but, you know, uh, without this artificial intelligence, sometimes you can fool folks anyway. Absolutely. Uh, but I think, you know, humans are amazing, and emotions are very complex, and it really differs depending on the facial features of the individual and their their normal manner of how they express themselves. I mean, I'm wildly expressive. You, you could tell my emotions right away. But my husband, not so much. you got to dig deep. And so I think... We're just running too fast and thinking this is a done deal. Uh, stay tuned on this. You know, I always say trust but verify. All right. With Ann Kavukian, three-term privacy commissioner here in the province. On another matter, what it has to do with uh, 
behavioral predictions. Seems like, uh, you know, the folks at Google, uh, Alphabet uh, is looking at developing the Sidewalk Labs thing here in Toronto. And my understanding is they put it off several months now for a a more thorough evaluation. I think you're supportive of that, right? Well, uh, certainly Waterfront Toronto has allowed them to take a few more months. Um, I honestly think it's in their best sidewalks interest to get moving on this very quickly. In what regard? Well, there's a lot of skepticism uh, about sidewalk. And as you know, I I resigned uh, from my role as a consultant to them a while back. And it wasn't so much because... They were giving me a hard time about privacy. They didn't give me a hard time about privacy at all. They wanted to embed privacy by design into the smart city they were creating. But when they expanded what they were doing to create a civic data trust consisting of multiple parties, including various IT companies, uh, municipal Toronto, municipal government, provincial, they, they then said, well, but of course, we can't, you know, we can't make we can't make these other companies ensure embed privacy by design, embed privacy into the operations as the default, meaning the minute you collect, the sensor picks up the information, it has to de-identify, strip all personal identifiers from it. That was an essential component of what I was expecting. When you don't have that, John, it means that personally identifiable data can be collected and that's the treasure trove. That's what everybody wants. So if you're not making them do this, they're not going to do it. And then you're not going to have a smart city of privacy. And that's what I objected to. But the good news is, if I can just add, Waterfront Toronto is very committed to embedding privacy into our city and de-identifying our anonymizing data right when it's collected. So I'm very optimistic about working with Waterfront Toronto, which I'm doing now, that they are going to offer the highest level of privacy. Oh, all right. Uh, well, I know because there have been a lot of concerns, uh, yourself included, obviously, yes. in you know, uh, programs past. We've talked about it. But uh, Roger McNamee, a former executive yes. with Google, uh, or with Facebook, I guess, uh, he's written the book, Zucked, Waking Up to uh, the Facebook <laughs> Catastrophe. We talked about yes. that last time. Yes. Uh, and he's got a phrase called surveillance capitalism, uh, yes. where these companies like Google capture all manner of data in this uh, proposed community we're talking about on the waterfront here and claim the right to exploit it as they see fit. As a matter of fact, they make a trade-off that it's going to be good and efficient and uh, lead to all kinds of things like traffic uh, improvements in this model community down here on the waterfront. But, but, uh, for example, he cites uh, Google Maps or Waze, and they show you where, you know, uh, certain traffic is loaded up, and so you would avoid that. They can manipulate human behavior. We think it's to our benefit or betterment, and he says, not always. Would you concur? I do concur. And that's why those kind of decisions can't lie in the hands of Google. They have to be made decisions. And these were the governance issues that were raised in terms of concern with the smart city. Waterfront Toronto wants to make the, the fairest, most privacy-protective smart city we can have. So I, in working with them, I'm optimistic they are going to deliver a smart city of privacy. Otherwise, why would they ask me to work with them? You know, they know my position. They want to deliver that, and that's what we have to focus on. What's the end result going to be? We have to insist upon privacy, a smart city of privacy, not a smart city of surveillance. All right. Uh, He cites a Harvard, Harvard professor who says, Google's goal is to increase efficiency by converting all human experience into data. 
using that data to make behavioral predictions that it can sell to, I guess, consumers and others. They'll ask for freedom from politics. The corporation's goal is to replace democracy with algorithmic decision-making, believing the latter to be more efficient. Well, you're laughing, but it sounds very ominous. Uh, It does. And they talk about load balancing, where they can even divert you from certain stores and go to stores that they find to be or deem to be preferential. They can alter, and people are, it's on a sort of uh, subconscious level that they could be manipulating your emotions, uh, your judgment, and so on and so forth. So it's a brave new world we're about to embark on. It's it's nonsense. In terms of, you don't replace um, de- freedom, a democracy, with algorithms. You don't do that. There is no way we would go along with that. And that's why I want to drive this home. Freedom, privacy forms the foundation of our freedom. You cannot have a free and democratic societies without a strong foundation of privacy. We are not going to transform our cities into whatever the heck Google wants to do through the algorithms and AI. Never. Mark my words on that. Well, you know what? what we want. A generation ago, there was a book called The Hidden Persuaders, and it talked about how uh, you're manipulated by the advertising agencies or Madison Avenue into making purchases uh, that you didn't even know you were uh, making decisions for whatever reason. You just assumed, well, it was free choice. But in fact, these hidden persuaders were at work, and now it's far, far, far more sophisticated, so we could all be in their thrall. But we're, we're gaining much greater awareness about all these things, especially privacy-related issues. I always tell people you have to look under the hood. You never accept what is being told. You examine the algorithms. You examine the training data sets. You make sure it is delivering what you are expecting. And in terms of the way our city operates, if it becomes a smart city, there's no way this is going to happen without very careful examination uh, underneath the hood, so to speak, and examining the algorithms and the training data sets. I promise you, we're going to do that. All right. Well, you know, it surfaces as a concern, too, when it comes to election time, because uh, these niche ads that are being posted, you know, whether or not it's some Russian troll farm or whomever, it (laughs) might even be, you know, uh, within the headquarters at Facebook or... uh, Google itself, and they manipulate human emotion. But uh, we'll be on our guard. Eternal vigilance. That's the price we pay for our freedoms. I think a smart guy said that one time. That's it, and it's worth it. All right, and (laughs) always a pleasure. It's worth talking to you. Pleasure is mine, John. Thank you very much. And Kavukian, three-term privacy commissioner here in the province. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 